0: Welcome to the ultimate journey of self-care. I am Alison Kaczkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey everybody, it's Allison Kaczkowski. Thank you for tuning in again this week for another edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. As always, I'm grateful that you are with me on this Tuesday morning and choosing to spend some of your time with me. Today, we're talking to Lenita Mitchell-Blackwell. She is an intuitive business coach and we're gonna be talking a little bit about self-care from a business perspective in this episode, but we're gonna be working in some personal nuggets too. Lenita, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Allison.
0: Of course, my pleasure. Please introduce yourself, if you would, to my audience first.
1: Absolutely. So I am Lenita Mitchell-Blackwell, known as the Intuitive Business Coach, and I have had a wonderful career as an attorney. I have my own firm and have had it for the past 16 years, as well as a CPA. I have an accounting firm as well. And I am also a best-selling author. I started off writing my first book. I now have five and they've all gone to number one on Amazon. And I have helped publish nine other bestsellers. And I also had a media company. But Allison, I got to tell you that all of these wonderful accolades, as great as they were, they literally almost put me in the ground. I Um, believe it. Yeah. (laughs) I was very focused on success. I was addicted to the applause. Uh I just really wanted to hear people say, great job. Love to have you on my team. Can't Mm -hmm. wait to see you again. And it was not until I was passed out from exhaustion one day, literally in the middle of my living room floor. And my then six-year-old daughter found me and I didn't have the energy, Allison, to get up and tuck her in. She got her Disney blanket and put it on top of me, kissed me on my forehead and said, good night, mommy. And the only energy I had was to say good night, baby. It was not until that moment that I knew something had to give and I had to redefine what success looked like for me. Because Uh like most of us, We were raised by people who cared about us and told us if we did great in school, we would go out and get good jobs. We would work hard and we would accumulate all these things that would then say I've made it. Well, I had all those things, but I also had stage four endometriosis. I had horrible stress and anxiety. And Mm -hmm. then here I am now so tired that I can't tuck my daughter in. And Mm -hmm. so that led me to go through and say, I am no longer checking off anybody else's boxes. Uh And so, Allison, I created my own definition of success, and that is joy. Mm -hmm. And so now I teach other professionals and successful people how to live a life on fire, one of peace, joy, and fulfillment.
0: I oh, love that. Well, and then obviously this is so needed in the world today. Um, yes. And, you know, as you were telling your story, I was so relating to it because, you know, I, like you, I was raised in a household where it was, I was told from the time I was a little kid that if you don't work hard, you know, you won't get anywhere in life. Right. That's and, right. and it was like, I worked hard all through school, through grad school, um, you know, started my own business with basically no money, and just kind of bootstrapped mm-hmm. it and worked it up from the ground. And it was and it was a lot of it was my work ethic. But I think at the end of the day, when we when especially when we know that we're motivated by success and achievement, I think we have to stop and really ask ourselves probably fairly often too. you know, number one, what does this really mean to me? And number two, how do I define it to use your word? That is absolutely right.
1: And what it came down to was people thought I was saying, you got to throw out everything you've worked for. Absolutely not. Right. (laughs) Right? We still have lives to live so that we enjoy the things that we have worked hard for. What I'm saying is those things can no longer define your satisfaction with your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I agree with you completely. And I just think the more that we say this and, and any number of different ways it's necessary, this is really, I think, what people need to hear. I think today, really more than ever.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So let's start first from the business angle, since that's what you do now. You're, you're an intuitive business coach. Tell us what that means.
1: Absolutely. So in the process of using my skills, gifts, and talents, working with my clients, they normally come to me and say, I've achieved these things and I'm looking for what to do next. And so the first thing is we have to break down what next is, because Mm -hmm. most of us at this point, we know that we want to live in purpose or what I call flow, but Mm -hmm. we have to deconstruct how to redefine how we're going to use purpose from this point going forward. Uh And so that's the first thing. And I use my ability to sit down with people and to see beyond all of the stuff um, because we're all wearing these masks, right? We're projecting these images of self-confidence and happiness, but not necessarily projecting what is going on inside of us, which is deep anxiety and unhappiness. Yeah, you know, I um like stats because yeah. particularly when you're working with business people, they like figures. <laughs> they like facts. Yeah. And so you think about the fact that 78% of people are searching for some form of happiness and 82% are willing to pay a premium to find it. Mm-hmm. A third of people are unhappy with 45% not remembering what happiness looks or feels like post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that 66% of the people that we work with are disengaged and emotionally detached at work. Yeah, When we look at that, we have to break down exactly why. And the why is because we're defining ourselves with stuff, the accolades. Yeah. We're yeah. defining ourselves yeah. with someone else saying great job. And so, when we're talking about working with very successful, high achieving people, we have to first remove that. And so, I guide people through a process of silence. And that is first allowing the part of the brain that is primarily responsible for communication to rest. Mm-hmm. And that is hard, particularly yeah. since if most of us, if we have have our own business, we're in sales. <laughs> we may not call it that. But and a lot
0: of us have what's called like the what I like to call the busy brain. Right. It's yes. like, we, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's like it's, it's always there's always that pesky little question going on. All right. What's next? What could I be doing? What could that's, I be doing? What could I be doing? Right.
1: That's exactly right. The busy brain. I like that. But we have to give the busy brain a break. Mm -hmm. And so I guide my clients through the process of how to do that. And one of the things that I love doing to help with that is meditation. Oh, I love that. Yes, absolutely. And Allison, even if it's just five or 10 minutes during the day where you just sit and just breathe deeply Mm -hmm. in silence, And just let your thoughts come. And meditation is literally letting your thoughts come and not judging them and then letting them flow out. And eventually your brain settles down and then you have a sense of peace that you can literally take with you for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah. I like to call it being present in the busy because I I think a lot of people think meditation is like we find this magical, quiet place. But the beauty of meditation, at least I believe, you correct me if I'm wrong, but the beauty that what meditation that I believe is that we find that quiet space in spite of the fact that life is so busy.
1: That is well said, in spite of, which yeah. is really what I'm saying about joy, right? Yeah. Because when we look at life and we compare happiness and joy, happiness It fluctuates. You're happy when the sun comes out and you're sad (laughs) when it rains, right? So that means there's something external that's defining you. Whereas joy, in spite of how the weather is, we're happy, we're we're satisfied, we're grateful for the fact that we have a sense of the change in the seasons. We are joyful that we can experience that. So no matter what is going on, and we apply that then to our lives that. No matter what is going on, that we are grateful for the fact that mm-hmm. there is a life to live, that there is a yeah. choice to make.
0: That but there, not agree we,
1: with you more. Yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah.
0: And what one of the the analogy, what just came to my mind, just listening to you talk just now is what I like to say when it comes since my wheelhouse is health and fitness. One of the things that I hear people say, oh, I'm just not motivated well, I'm just not motivated. I'll be more motivated in, you know, the end of the summer or in January or whatever it is, you know, and if you wait to be motivated, you know, your motivation is going to come and go kind of like your happiness is going to come and go. Right. And I think the the most important thing that I say to that is the biggest thing is that we give you learn discipline because discipline is what gets you through those days that you don't feel like hitting the gym. So in your instance, You know, from what you're talking about, what I'm equating in my mind is, you know, your happiness is going to come and go depending on what's going on in your day-to-day life, you know, the world or whatever you're confronted with or whatever. But if you've got this inner strong sense of joy, almost like it's a strength and muscle, right, that's what's going to get you through the days when you don't really feel very happy, right? That's exactly right.
1: And I like your analogy, particularly the word discipline. Yeah. Yeah. The thing yep. we have to do is just like we exercise every day, or we should, let me say that, <laughs> so we can right. get our bodies going, <laughs> right? Um, we also have to implement this process of creating joy. And so that's every day when we get up, we have a, a practice of deep breathing, we mm-hmm. have meditation, we have silence, and mm-hmm. we have what I also like to call flow, and that mm-hmm. is allowing however the day is going to go, knowing that we are in control of that. While we don't have control of other people and what they say and do, we totally and 100% have control over what we say and what we do.
0: As long as we
1: keep that present in our mind, which is a discipline act, because as you said, you know, with the busy brain, we're Mm. constantly being distracted and pulled in a thousand different directions by Mm people that we're managing by projects that are going on, by wonderful opportunities to be on great podcasts like yours, Allison. Mm -hmm. But we have to keep in the forefront of our minds why we are showing up in the world, what we're living for. And Mm -hmm. if we can answer that question affirmatively, positively, with joy, whatever is happening, we can respond in a way that people see that, but most importantly, that we feel it.
0: Yeah. No, I love that you're saying that. And and another example that just kind of popped into my mind listening to you talk was that you know I I often think and I've I've had to catch myself in this scenario like several years ago, you know, if if you're consistently motivated there's nothing wrong with being motivated by achievement and being successful, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we're consistently looking for the next goal that we achieved or the next accolade or award or shout out or whatever you want to call it. I think we have to stop and ask ourselves, why are we more motivated for that? It's almost like we're, you know, using it, you know, I hate to, I hate to even compare it to this, but this is what's coming up in my mind. We're using this almost as a distraction from something else in our life that maybe doesn't feel quite right.
1: But you shouldn't hate using that. Because that's exactly what it is.
0: I know. Yeah. You
1: know, I've had the opportunity to serve in various capacities, both professionally and personally Mm -hmm. in the community. And one of the things that I see consistently is people who are overly busy in these external and wonderful groups with great missions. Right. They are avoiding something that is going on. And I can say it because I was one of those people. I will never forget serving as the president of the uh, local chapter 100 Black Women. Mm -hmm. And I was ill to the place where I was bleeding very heavily. And I did not know that that was not normal. I thought I was just going through a phase, but I should have been going to the doctor so that she could guide me through that. No, this is fibroids. This is endometriosis. Yeah. You we need you
0: need, yeah, right. you need. surgery. And yeah. But I mean, if you're a busy, accomplished entrepreneur like yourself, you're like, yeah, I'll just get to it later. I'll get to right. it later. I got all these other things that are more important. That's exactly that's right. The story and we're telling ourselves,
1: right? That's exactly the story. But yeah. what we don't understand is, that's true. You are going to get to it. It's yep. going to get to you. <laughs> that's right. It's going to make you take time off. Right. And, and that's exactly what happened. I, yeah. I had to take months off to get myself together. Yeah. And now when I see other, mostly women going through that, I can talk to them and sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. But for those that don't, I can still be supportive of them.
0: Totally, totally. And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the Work With Me icon, Work With Me, which is on the left-hand side if you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear. And you can just put your email address in, and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over delivering and over sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. So let's talk about this with respect to, you know, I'm picturing people, you know, accomplished women who come to you and they need help in their business. So you're really helping them get more in touch with themselves, which at the end of the day is helping them show up better and differently in their business. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. Um, I, talking my last book leading through um, live life on fire about the fact that once I was able to make these adjustments in my own life, I didn't go out seeking clients in this area. They noticed, people noticed the shift in me, particularly in how I was showing up in my law practice. And Mm -hmm. you well, you wouldn't be amazed, Allison, because I'm sure that you. this happens to you as well. But people would be amazed at how much more value I was able to give, how much more present I was able to be, how much calmer I was no matter what crazy was going on. And they asked me, what are you doing? And I will share with them what it was. And I really love the fact that Yes, I have my law firm, still love being a law and advocate, right? But I love working with people to help them to implement these same things in their own lives so they can show up better at their jobs, in their own businesses, for their employees and their families as well.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we really, as my coach always reminds me, we really can't read the label inside the bottle. You know, we, we might tell ourselves a story that we can, but we really can't. We might be really good at doing it for other people. Right.
1: That's but right. we
0: really can't do it for ourselves, at least not really effectively.
1: That is exactly right. And with me, I actually got all of this great training from the Art of Living Foundation. And at the time, it was here in Atlanta, run by Mona Shaw Joshi. She was the executive director for Georgia. Uh, uh, and that's where I learned the breathing and the meditation and the yoga and the stretches to help me to get my mind prepared so that I could go into flow. And then I would go into work and my day would be set. And I tell you, I still work with a coach and Mm -hmm. I don't ever see myself leaving that path because like you said, we, we can see everybody else so very plainly, right? Mm -hmm but we, we weren't built to see it for
0: ourselves because well, and we also have to practice what we preach too. Oh, yes. Tell that. Themselves, we <laughs> to to do it too, right. Th- that's exactly right. Right. I that's tell my exactly. entrepreneurs the same thing. I'm like, you better think long and hard if you're asking people to invest in themselves that you better be walking that same walk. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. And even with my clients,
1: who are coaches, um, or who have in mind to go into coaching with whatever they're working on? I yeah. tell them, I was like, you need to designate at least twenty percent of whatever you're bringing in to training.
0: Yeah, because yeah, no, that's you, that's that's a really good golden nugget to take away for people listening.
1: Yes, absolutely, because you have to continue to grow yourself, and you shouldn't be giving the same advice, information, strategies now. A year from now, but you will if you are not continually learning and going to conferences and talking to people and paying for expertise. I like the free stuff too. I sometimes go on Google myself, but you. My mother used to say, "You get what you pay for."
0: No, I agree with you one hundred percent. I could not have said it better. You know, one of the things I always tell my entrepreneurs is, "Put yourself in the room with people who are further along than you." Mm, Yes. Yes, bigger audiences. Maybe who? Maybe they're not doing all the same things that you want to be doing, but they've mastered their craft because they've obviously figured out a lot of things about how to make their business run really well. That's and right. I just think when you put yourself in the room in person with people like that. I just think that you you get to absorb some of that energy, and you can't help but be changed somewhat by that.
1: That's right. I yeah. actually um, went to a conference just Sunday. Um, with that same thought with um, Dr. Reed and the people in that room were incredibly successful and they were further along. And I told my best friend, I said, it was so nice being in a room where other people are holding up the tent and I can be here and yep. learning, nurt- being nurtured and growing here under this tent. And I am going to grow and one day be one of the people holding.
0: Absolutely. Up, Absolutely. The we're going to be paying it forward. Right. That's Yes. All the I look at it. So that's exactly. I love it. Why, why do you think so many entrepreneurs? I, mean, I have no doubt people listening to this are probably well aware of the things that we're talking about. But what I'm wondering, and and I just love to get other people's opinions on this, particularly if this is their expertise. Why do you think so many entrepreneurs struggle with this very concept?
1: I honestly think that many people struggle with it, Allison, is because we were taught that if we didn't know that there was something wrong with that. Yeah. That there was something wrong with us saying, I'm not sure. Let me get back with you. I've not experienced that before. Instead of seeing it as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to figure out a pain point, an opportunity for a new way of doing things as well as a new way to provide service. Yeah, I, we're, we're,
0: not and, taught, we're not taught, that. taught that, it's, that it's okay to say, you know what? This is a little much for me. Yes. We're taught. We'll just figure it out. Right. Just work it out. Figure it out. You'll figure it out. Right.
1: That's exactly right. And and we think that there's shame in that. And there's not there's no shame in that at
0: all. Well, we have to understand that if we're thinking something, I always tell my entrepreneurs this, if we're thinking something along these lines, the odds are pretty good that there are a lot of other people thinking it, too right? That we didn't, the idea just didn't pop into our head out of the blue, right? And so, you know, I always, this is all part of like the good old concept of setting boundaries, but Mm -hmm. I love how you define like, look, you know, give yourself time to develop this practice so that you're putting yourself in a place where you can be available for showing up in the best way you can for your business. I think, you know, in general, a lot of business owners are told, oh, well, you know, go to the gym, make time to work out, make sure you feel your body, get eight hours of sleep, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But that's almost more like it sounds like a checklist when you put it like that. But the way you describe it is it's really more of a an authentic daily practice that you can teach people. Well,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. And I do that on purpose because... Remember, we're getting away from somebody else's checklist. And if I give you a checklist, then that's not you living life on fire. You're living Lenita's life. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm betting that there are many people listening to this who are just getting tremendous value from it. And, you know, but I'm just wondering if, is there like an actionable tip or piece of advice or something that you can offer someone that they can maybe begin today? Absolutely. The first thing that
1: I would advise you to do that you will see immediate results in is to be silent. Mm. And like I said, I know it's hard because Allison said it best the busy brain. But when you give that part of your brain, the communication center, a chance to just rest and just give it 10 minutes and don't judge the thoughts that come through your head, just let them come and go and forgive who needs to be forgiven, whether it's you or whoever else did Uh or said, whatever you will come out of that refreshed and better. So that's one thing that you can do right now. Just Mm -hmm. go find a quiet corner and be silent, Mm -hmm. breathe deeply and just be.
0: No, I love that because You know, I'm picturing people getting off of, you know, a conference call or a Zoom call with a client or whatever and like moving right into the next thing. And I think I love that. It's just it's so simple almost that I am betting dollars to donuts, which is a a concept that my husband always says, that there are going to be people out there saying, oh, that's almost too easy.
1: You know what? You will think that until you pause between those meetings Mm-hmm. And you notice that your heart is not racing as mm-hmm. you are racing to the next thing.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. It's like you're going to notice that you're not racing, but others are going to be racing to the next thing, right? Mm-hmm.
1: That's exactly yeah. right.
0: It really is all about how you're being, it's not about what you're doing.
1: Yes. And if you think about the fact that as leaders, as business owners, when we're meeting with our clients, they are coming to us for our expertise. Mm -hmm. And so we are leading that room. And if we come into that room assured and peaceful and with a joyful spirit, I'm not saying that you have to have a smile on your face because there are some times where I have to go in meetings and I have to have on my angry eyes, Allison. right?
0: Totally. (laughs) But- yeah, There's some days where you have that intent, like really dialed in, you know, right. and can make no bones about it. It's there.
1: Absolutely. But if I come in there and I am assured, I'm confident, I'm ready, my clients respond to that energy. They yeah. feel that. Yeah. But if I am dragging the last meeting into this meeting, mm-hmm. because it's still on my mind, and it's still in my heart space, and mm-hmm. I'm sending that into the room prior to me getting there, then that is going to be a a, a, a field of, of problem, yeah. of trouble, of yeah. pain that I didn't have to have.
0: Well, what we have to understand is that as leaders, we re- we ultimately set the tone. And so I think if we're, you know, on on the outside saying, do X, Y, and Z, but inside. We're feeling like our head's about to explode, or you know something isn't quite feeling right. My one of my favorite expressions is I can't put quite put my finger on it, but something's there. Right? Mm -hmm. Then I just I feel like that right then and there is like you know the energy is not like in the space that we want it to be. Because if we feel conflicted, I mean you better believe other people are going to pick up on that.
1: Oh, absolutely, they do, and they don't always say it, but we can tell by their body language and their demeanor. Feel it absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this has been really, really good. Just lots and lots of actionable tips and just bite-sized pieces of info for people to walk away with. Where can people connect with you?
1: So the best way is my website, which is my name, com. Join my uh, email list and you'll see all of my social there. And I am consistent across. It is my name.
0: So you're on, that's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all using your name. That's
1: right. Threads and uh, Twitter and all the rest of it.
0: Yes. Oh, how can we forget threads? The newest thing, right? That's We're going right. to hearing a lot more about that coming up. Like we need another social media platform, right?
1: Well, you know, we got to get in there. Like I said, you know, you can't still be talking about the same thing a year from now. So we got to stay current.
0: That's right. We, we got to get in there and keep going. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you making time to uh, share your expertise. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. And folks out there listening, please connect with Lenita on her website. You will find that in the show notes, lenitamitchellblackwell.com. And as she said, you can find her on all the social media platforms just with her name. So how's that for simplicity? So you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the new Threads application, which is owned by Instagram. You can find her at the same name, um, and just look down in the show notes, and you can you can uh, connect with her there. Get on her list, as you said, and um, you know start absorbing some of this. Because really, what we talked about today is really nothing new. If you've been following me for a while, but you, what we also know, I just have to mention it again. This is something that we need so much more in the world now. Because you know, as I look around, I can feel it and sense it, and all the people that I talk to, and in my clients, and in my programs, you know the the busy the busyness is always going to be there. And I feel like it's really up to us how we want to show up and how we decide that we want to work with it. Um, so so anyway, so if you're feeling inclined to connect with Lenita, please do so. And if you feel like this episode is could has been helpful for you and you would like a friend or business colleague to hear it, please copy the link and share it with them as a free gift from me. You're welcome to do it yourself, or if you'd like to reach out to me, you can connect with me on my website, www.theallisonk.com, and myself or someone on my team will be glad to do that for you. This is how we start a movement. This is how we initiate change, and this is how we get not just get things done and make things happen, but this is how we inspire others to do things different, because we, it's always through the example that we're leading. And this is why both of my shows, this one and my Thursday show about client experiences are are both ranked in the top 100 and why we're heard all over the world. It's because of people like you who are doing this very thing, that you're engaging, you're sharing, you're downloading, you're subscribing and sharing with a friend. And you are the reason why I'm so successful. And I have you to thank for that. This is Alison Kaczkowski with the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.